0: We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. Hello lovers, welcome to Unveiled. I'm Lucy, wedding photographer.
1: And I'm Eddie, wedding videographer.
0: And we're here to spill the tea on the big wide world of weddings. Get ready for love stories, epic fails, and enough gossip to make your grandma blush. Whether you're planning or just here for the laughs, this is Unveiled. 90% love, 10% chaos and 100% good vibes. Let's dive in. Hey, Luce. Hi, Eddie.
1: How's it going Monday morning in the office? <laughs>
0: yeah. Good weekend full of weddings. How was yours? Good. Had had two, had on, two on Friday. The yeah.
1: Saturday. Yeah. Yep. The uh
0: Highs, lows, and buffalos.
1: Oh, yes. That's a nice one. That's right. Yeah. Um, highs from the week? were we from the weddings or just from the week? Oh, just, you, just, you know. Just anything. Yeah. I'll, anything. I'll keep it, it wedding related. Okay. The highs, the couple that are shot on Saturday yeah. were meant to get married four years ago prior to COVID. Yep. And they postponed their wedding about three times yep. and ended up just having a small intimate celebration in the backyard in Roseville and it was outstanding that it, it did rain a little bit so the reception their ceremony went inside but it was actually turned out really really nicely and Beautiful. probably better than I reckon plan a was going to be
0: there you go so trusting in the universe yeah
1: the, no, and the nice thing as well was they had since their first wedding and getting married on Saturday they actually had two kids that were both at the wedding and there was so many nice moments with their kids at, at the wedding. Beautiful. Yeah, they killed it. It was epic. Lovely. Lowe's. Lowe's. Um, it rained. It rained.
0: No, nah. it's it's good luck to rain on your it's wedding. In, we're
1: we're in the peak wedding season right now, so we're just going million miles an hour. Yeah. So, Not much. Time but it's for um much else. just just <laughs> breathing. <laughs> Love
0: it. <laughs> Love it. And buffaloes. Random fact. Random fact. Anything.
1: <laughs> Come back to me. You go first. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I shot a wedding on the weekend. Um, I was at Spice's Guest House, which is in the Hunter Valley. I haven't never been there before. Really liked it. It was really nice. Yeah. There was something that kind of I wanted to touch on. Yeah. It's happened at a few weddings recently. And look, this is not to badmouth what I'm about to say, but it is something that I just want to bring to light. You and I have had several conversations mm. about this, but it's the group photo. That happens. Oh, I hate the group photo. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shoot us, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure you speak to any photographer, videographer, everyone dislikes. Does anyone even use the group photo? I don't don't know. know. Maybe we should do a poll. Actually, I might do a poll just to see because it would be interesting to see those who have chosen to do a group photo. Did you frame it? Did you send it on? Did you do anything you, with it? Yeah. Have you looked at it more than once? Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: Was it worth breaking up the whole like wedding party to yes. get it, everyone together for this group photo? Okay. And tell so them they want to take their sunnies off. Yeah. And smile at the camera. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. This is what Sorry, we want to chat tell. about. So let's just have a quick powwow about this. Pop- from the Well, let's start with the, the positive. Yeah. What's no, the positive? What of I was a group? Say. The, the, from the perspective of the couple, I understand why you want to have a group photo. Because you've literally got All your favourite people in the one place. It's your wedding day. Let's get a big group photo. Generally, this will happen straight after the ceremony finishes. So couple walk down the aisle. Everyone's just cheering. Vibes are super high. We're now married. Let's do it. Get the day going. And then your photographer, who looks like an absolute pain in the ass, is at the other end going, all right, guys. We're going to do a big group photo. Can you all just bunch in? I can't see if you're up the back and you're short. Come to the front. It's a whole lot of – it's just, I don't know. I it's feel a vibe like a killer. pain yep. when I'm doing it because I'm just like, no one wants to listen to me. Everyone wants to say congratulations. Everyone wants a drink in their hand or to, you know, just mm. keep going with the day. Um, and it can often be a really big vibe kill. So once the group photo's done – What we really want to kind kind of hone in on is once the group photo's done, guys, say congratulations to the couple. (laughs) Mm. Because often this can disrupt that happening. Because as a reflex, once the couple walk down the aisle, the guests kind of follow and you automatically go in to be like, congratulations. But Eddie, how many weddings have you been at? Where people kind of just stand there—is that really awkward, awkward moment, moment of like
1: no one knows what to do? Do I go to the couple? Do yeah. the guests go to the couple? Are we do we meet in between? Photo? What's happening? <laughs> so yeah, I think definitely as soon as that ceremony finishes, the couple come down the aisle, mm. and then the guests should just swarm to the couple and yep. just it's come you know and do hugs, cuddles, smiles. Yep. You get heaps of good photos. Yeah,
0: don't worry about what the photographer's doing. Yep. just get in there and do congratulations. Yeah, but what I would like to ask you is instead of having a full group photo, can you suggest to couples listening what they could do instead of making that kind of moment have to happen right then and there? Because yes, it does disrupt the flow yeah. of things. What do you think that other, what what are some other options that people could look at doing?
1: Well, I quite like, um, during the counterpay time mm. if while i'm taking candidates, if i see a group of people standing together that are obviously mates yeah. i'm like hey guys yeah, can i you disturb you for a few seconds for yeah. a photo and everyone's super keen to for that to happen and it's you're not disrupting anyone you guess the couple love it because they you're capturing all their guests at moments that they haven't seen them and the the guests who you're taking photos of would be frothing too mm. because they've got a nice photo with whether it's them and their partner or them and their friends and you kind of tick in off all the guests at the wedding anyway that's that's how I would do it
0: yeah and then couples can just come up to you after the wedding day and just be like hey can you stitch all those photos together so we're in one big <laughs> 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 no. joking well, even, even on the it.
1: weekend it was there was a there was a few <laughs> kids around and I could I could tell there was a you know there's a few bubbers hanging around with the parents and I'd just be like yeah while well, the canapes are photo. happening hey guys like Mm. This looks like an epic little family moment. Can okay. I grab a photo of you three? Yeah. Or you four? You're going to appreciate that photo rather than 120 people all in a group looking like sardines
0: and tiny little heads that you can almost like not even yeah. tell. Who Sorry, they are. We're,
1: on this podcast we just shoot straight from the hip and yeah. tell you exactly yeah. what we think. So yeah. if and you're a fan of the group photo, that's sweet. Absolutely but fine. we're just <laughs> yeah. just just can, saying
0: it can often fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> aggressive (laughs) anyway so that's I'm gonna make that my highs lows and buffaloes beautiful today's guest yes so we've got a really really exciting interview today from the other end of the wedding planning process it's actually the before part we haven't done this since we did this part one part two with the gorgeous DJ Tiger Lily back way back when so we thought we'd give it another go because I think a lot of our listeners actually found this super, super helpful. Just hearing someone that's in their position currently at the moment, hasn't had their wedding yet, the struggles, the highs, the exciting parts, all of it. Yeah. So we've got the gorgeous Laura Duet on for today's ep. Yeah. Um, and so they're she's living,
1: just, they're based in Sydney? Yes. Having a wedding in Adelaide? Yes, because yes.
0: Lawsy's from Adelaide. Um, so yeah, let's dive into our chat with Laws. She's got some amazing pointers and, um, you'll hear from her again after her wedding in March. Let's dive in. So let's kick things off with, give us a little bit of an insight into yours and Benny's love story and when you met and how the proposal went down.
2: Yeah, amazing. So Benny and I are a COVID couple. I had just moved back to Australia after spending five years in the States. And um, it was part of that kind of bubble era when you could have three or four friends over, but yet having restaurants and cafes open. And Ben was a friend of a friend. I actually remember exactly what he was wearing. He was sitting across from me on the couch and he caught my eye. And I actually went home, well, no, I was staying at the house he was at, but um, I remember saying, uh, sending a message to my mom and saying, I have a crush on someone and I still have this message today. And I literally just said, I have a crush on someone. And I said, I don't want to say anything else. And I don't want to tell any of my girlfriends and I don't want to make it a thing. I just have to tell someone I have a crush. And then the next week, I popped my tyre and Benny Boy came to my rescue and changed my tyre. So kind of after that one brief meeting with some friends, he changed my tyre and he was my knight in shining armour. Oh,
0: that's that's really one of the better stories I've heard.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. And do you know what, though? I went and bought him a case of beer to say thank you and I got his address of where he was staying at the time from my girlfriend and I rocked up on his door and said hey I just want to say thank you for um changing my tires and I think he obviously appreciated the gesture and he offered me to come in for dinner and I kid you not I moved in that night oh we just my god <laughs> yeah it was COVID like you couldn't really go to each, other, yeah. each other's house and I was kind of had the mindset that I was moving back to the states so he kind of said you know do you want to come in for dinner and one thing led to the other and I stayed the night and kept staying the night and kept staying the night Never left. eventually yeah he said you know you should move your stuff and I said no, no, don't be silly it's all good I'm gonna be moving back to the states you know don't want commitment don't want any of this <laughs> yeah so I'd actually go and shower at my girlfriend's house get ready and then go back to Benny's just because I didn't want to solidify you know the relationship by moving my stuff in but then obviously he was very patient and Obviously, it's hard not to fall in love with the man. So, eventually, obviously, fell in love with him. And, yeah, we became boyfriend and girlfriend after a few months.
1: Beautiful.
2: And he proposed after how long? Eighteen. Yeah, 18 months. He um, I always joke, I was like, he didn't even know if I was left-handed or right-handed when he proposed. But um, <laughs> he took a risk. <laughs> he took a risk on me and it was the best risk in the world. I honestly wouldn't change our journey. Yeah. Um, it was very much a shock. It was on New Year's Eve going into... 2021 into 2022, and we were down at Molly Mook. We had an Airbnb that, ironically, I actually had booked a few months prior. So I kind of like to take some credit that I planned my own proposal trip. Oh to my god, extent. that's hilarious! <laughs> uh, yeah, and we kind of gathered like 12 of our really close friends, and we headed Yeah, we head down there to Molly Mook, and he hand painted some T-shirts. Each of them spelling out LD. Will you marry me? And I just love this vision of him hand painting each T-shirt, and. Each of them required multiple coats of paint. So I'm just imagining, you know, mm. him hanging out the living room one after the other. And then, yeah, him and I went for a swim. And then as we were kind of coming out of the ocean, all of our friends were huddling in our little kind of area where we were sitting on the beach. And they were all ma- wearing matching T-shirts. And my thought was, why are they all wearing rash vests? Like are they all going oh. to surf or something? And then all of a sudden they stand out and they all hand in hand, walking towards the ocean. We kind of looked a bit culty, to be honest, because they're all hand in hand, these 12 people, just walking <laughs> towards the ocean, kind of like a baptism or something. And then it kind of clicked what was happening, and I read the letters, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, we are. this is happening, this is happening. And, you know, started to get out of breath and started to kind of hyperventilate, but in the best way possible. And he dropped on one knee, and then he did say something really beautiful, did a little spiel about how much he loves and appreciates me. Obviously, I blacked out. I remember nothing. And then, yeah, next thing... We knew I was on my knees too, hugging and kissing and, yeah, that was I, it. I have seen your
0: guys' proposal photos and they're fucking gorgeous. So and good. you can really genuinely fun. tell how surprised you are too because oh of the goodness. huge amount of happiness that's just written all yeah. over your face.
2: <laughs> it really was. It really was. I, um, I'm a bit of a, you know, no one can ever plan any surprises or get anything past me. I'm a bit of a control freak. and very type A and I love to kind of, have a grasp and on you know the planning and so for ben to be able to get a ring and also kind of set up this whole you know the t-shirt the plan it, i i was i was truly in shock um yeah benny was, boy beautiful and uh, i actually love telling the story how um he only called my dad about 20 minutes before he proposed um oh in the car park of the beach to ask my dad's pr- uh, approval and yeah, dad said you know you've got it mate and apparently dad was up on a ladder up on the roof trying to do some sort of maintenance and Ben said oh good I've got you at a good time you know you're up on the roof you know do you mind and dad said yeah of course mate and yeah so Aww. super special and that was now 18 months ago
0: yes
1: beautiful go Benny boy making us all look yeah. bad painting shirts yeah. changing yeah. tyres <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it's he got
2: right. really creative he yeah. no, was creative <laughs> it he, you know what? he walked the fine line of romantic but still very fun I yeah. think he knows me definitely as his partner in the sense that I love that our friends were involved and his sisters were there. and yeah. I think that was just you know the opportunity to celebrate with our people. We're a relationship that love we're a couple that love our friends and family. and so to have our community or at least a little bit of our community there was just so special. Yeah, it was perfect. That's
1: oh, beautiful. Nice. Was- so moving on to the wedding planning process, interested to hear how it's all going and what resources or tools you have found useful in the preparation?
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Honestly. I am very lucky and grateful that I have a partner that kind of just supports and likes my style. So I think Venny Boy has definitely given me the reins as to the planning process. So it's definitely been a smooth journey, which I'm very grateful for. And then another tool has been having real-life conversations with real-life brides or friends or, you know, people in my industry that are getting married or have been married and, you know, just getting their advice. And then also just on social media, watching brides in real time in real life and just kind of seeing you know what worked for them what didn't work for them I think that's the best tool um mm. just asking and being like you know be 100% honest what would you do differently and you know what did you love the most and you know what's your best advice you know I do I'm currently full-time modeling and you know when I get in the makeup chair before a job or a photographer or whoever I just love hearing everyone's story it's kind of the first thing I'll say is you know give me a piece of advice like I'd, I'd love to know what you have to say and so I think that's just been an amazing tool is having conversations and just Yeah, really taking advantage of that.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask too, Laws, because you mentioned that you've been engaged for 18 months. Have you quite enjoyed having the longer engagement? Because I find that there's probably a lot of couples out there that kind of feel like they've got to just get get on with it and get it done. Have you guys quite enjoyed sort of sitting? Because you've still got a a while to go. You're not getting married until next year. But are you enjoying the long engagement?
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Funnily enough, when Ben proposed, literally that day, we ch- we got out the calendar and we said, What's 18 months from now? Okay, great, November 2023. So now, actually, we were supposed to get married. So we initially started telling loved ones and friends, not an official invite, but saying, You know, we're going to get married November 2023, which was pretty much 18 months or, you know, around about from when we got engaged. And it wasn't until kind of four or five months after he proposed that I started, you know, contacting vendors, contacting wedding planners that I said hang on why are we rushing this also keeping in mind we had only been together 18 months when he proposed so there wasn't a real mad rush for Ben and I's situation Hmm. I do acknowledge that some couples you know there's been I I have beautiful friends that have waited 8-10 you know years for their partner to propose and everyone's journey is different and therefore they were kind of quicker to get on with it maybe because you know they want to start having kids or whatever it looked like for them Mm. however in my experience having time on our side has been such a beautiful journey like it is such a fun time I just also it's such a sexy time just Mm. being fiancés not really you know Ben and I don't currently have you know we haven't yet purchased a home so we're not having that financial burden quite yet we don't have any children yet like it is just a really beautiful time that him and I can enjoy this love bubble and this love bubble has really dragged on the entire engagement oh, um, so nice. and the word fiance is sexy you know I'm not sure about the word husband and I'm sure I'll try it on and love it equally but right now it's just been such a fun journey and not rushing it has been really beautiful I think in a financial way it's been nice to just be able to spread it out as well and yeah and just not rushing it has been yeah a great journey for us yeah
0: I agree with you on the word yeah. husband. It's I don't love it
1: oh, What do you love?
0: I don't, I don't love it <laughs> no.
1: What do you call me then?
0: Eddie <laughs> Husband is compared to fiance I get it I hear what Laura's saying And you guys are getting married in Adelaide But you're based yes. in Sydney So yes. what landed you guys at a venue in South Australia?
2: Sure. So I'm from Adelaide. I grew up in Adelaide. I left Adelaide when I was 18. But ironically, growing up there, I was like, I would never get married in South Australia. You know, I want to go have a barefoot beach wedding <laughs> tea or like, you know, Port Douglas or whatnot. And <laughs> so funnily enough, when Ben proposed to me, within, you know, five minutes, I yelled out to everyone that was with us, we're going to Adelaide. And oh I almost said it unconsciously in the sense that, like, I didn't realise I had it in the back of my mind that we were going to get married in Adelaide. It just kind of happened. And Ben and I aren't necessarily following all the steps to a traditional wedding, but kind of playing into the tradition of getting married in the bride's hometown felt quite fun Mm. and to honour that tradition. I also love Adelaide and a lot of people have never been to South Australia I'm from the Adelaide Hills itself. So, you know, a lot of the wine region yes. um, where you grow it's up. beautiful. You know, on the Murray River. And it's just, it's really beautiful. It's really scenic. So I think I just am really looking forward to bringing my loved ones from Sydney, Los Angeles, London, like across the world. Ben's family are all flying in from New Zealand. And to bring them to South Australia and kind of putting on this show or at least an experience where they can enjoy a new place and it does feel like a holiday that's not forking out too much for flights and accommodation but still maybe perhaps somewhere they've never really explored to the extent of what we'll be showing them because we're breaking up our wedding weekend with a welcome party in the CBD at a beautiful restaurant followed by going down the coast about a 90-minute drive to Port Elliot where we're doing the wedding weekend on a little coastal town. Oh, gorgeous. So, yeah, we're really breaking up between city and beach kind of rural coastal area just to really showcase the beautiful scenery of South Australia, which I don't think a lot of people have seen unless they do have relatives or grew up there themselves. Yeah. So yeah. yeah Again, didn't really think I'd ever get married there, but couldn't think of a better, more perfect location for Ben and I and our loved ones.
1: Beautiful. And so you're currently based in Sydney. So how have you juggled the logistics of getting Married over in South Australia. Have you had have faced any challenges? Has it all gone pretty well? Um,
2: this is where I need to sing praises to my wedding planner. I'm working with a beautiful, fabulous woman. Her name's Montana. She works for Hygie, and Hygie are, I would say, probably the best or one of the best wedding planners or event planners in South Australia. I had followed them for a while. They um just do fantastic bespoke weddings you know nothing is too extravagant nothing too is too minimal they are very much one-on-one while I have been overseas for the past six months Montana has been incredible about replying to my emails or we have each other on Instagram and so we have a relationship where I can send her an image of some inspiration or a question about you know the logistics and they have been extremely helpful in you know, responding out of work hours if I have been overseas or, you know, the time zone, even if it's, you know, that little time zone between South Australia and New South Wales and also just jumping on a phone call. I think in this day and age, you know, even post-pandemic, everyone just jumps on a Zoom call. It's Mm. no longer having to be in person. And, you know, the few times that I have been to South Australia for whether it be a photo shoot or to visit a family member or Chrissy, we've been able to um, go to the wedding venue or just meet to talk logistics because we are doing a dry hire venue meaning the logistics of our wedding are a little more tedious but they've been fantastic they've been very easy to work with so definitely I have to sing praises to them because they've made the process a lot easier.
0: Yeah. As a model because you do a lot of traveling for work. Yeah. How have you and Ben personally managed the whole long distance thing during this like you know love bubble period of being yeah. engaged?
2: Yeah, totally. I think it just happened to be that I met Ben in a period where I could not travel, whereas previously my career um, required me to travel quite a lot. And so when we got together, I kind of just told him, hey, like, just so you know, when borders open up, I I will be traveling again. I do need to acknowledge that being engaged Helps the long distance process because you have an end goal of a wedding, Mm. and I think being overseas and being like it's okay because we're apart for we were just recently apart for five months, and I think knowing that we were getting married early next year just gave us that light at the end of the tunnel. Benny Boy did come to visit me for two weeks in August, which was an absolute dream. It was actually kind of bittersweet because he did when he did leave, it was kind of felt like a bit of a hole or a bit of a you know something was missing after he left but um Mm. we have just always been very honest very trusting I think we met a very beautiful time in our lives where we both are very secure within ourselves, within our relationship who we are as people that there is a foundation of trust and love and again being engaged and I know it feels silly but that even that symbolic item of wearing an engagement ring Mm. just very much felt like no no you know we have a plan yeah (laughs) we are very much solid and that just kind of allowed us to, yeah, I don't know, just be a bit more, there, yeah, no dramas. And it just wasn't that deep, I think, yeah. is probably the best thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm keen to hear, it sounds like it's all gone pretty smoothly, but yeah. we want to hear some of the shit the that doesn't go right. That's, that's what we really <laughs> have, want to hear. Have there been so any challenges? Has there been Oh, my any? God, let's
2: talk about the. Let's get to the juicy stuff. <laughs> I'm like, we've just been, you know. No, 100%. I definitely, like, I could speak about so many things on this i think the one thing i would love to like acknowledge is the financial pressure slash burden slash budgeting mm. i think going into wedding planning i had every man and his dog telling me you just wait how expensive <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> and i kind of was like yeah, yeah yeah it's fine it's fine and you know no know, knowing and acknowledging that i'm very grateful that you know my parents and bed parents are being very gracious plus you know family members that we are getting help with it. so And I do want to acknowledge that because we couldn't be having our dream wedding without their help and I'm very appreciative of that. It's important to acknowledge it and and be very candid with it because the the reality of planning a wedding, it is expensive and each to their own with their budgeting goals. But, you know, fortunately we are getting help to be able to, yeah, um, Mm. have our dream wedding. But I do want to say it's really difficult to jump on social media in any way and getting you know your for you page the moment you get a ring on your finger, I swear oh every video video recommended photo is a engagement ring wedding, you know it's video it's in your face. dress and it all the time. And these are multi 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 million <laughs> dollar weddings that look phenomenal and picture perfect. And goodness me, there's not a bone in my body that isn't envious. But also acknowledging, like, I love that for them, and just acknowledging that Ben and I aren't in that space because that's the 000.1% zero, zero, of people that can have that. And I think the sooner that you acknowledge that living within your means and planning your wedding within your means, it's just going to take the pressure off you. I like to be candid and tell people that halfway through our wedding planning process, I actually had a conversation with Ben about changing our layout of our wedding to a cocktail. just so to take to relieve the pressure of having the financial burden of a sit-down wedding which requires a lot more obviously for the catering and the furniture hire we had multiple conversations with that with our caterers and our wedding planners and they reassured us that you can still keep it very chic very beautiful you can have the aesthetic of a luxurious glamorous wedding without the financial pressure of you know, those extra expenses. However, we did end up being able to meet our budgeting goals and therefore we are having a sit down layout of a formal wedding. But I think if anyone listening is kind of debating whether they want to have a cocktail wedding or a formal sit down and acknowledging the price difference that you are able to save, you can still do it in such a lavish, beautiful way. I think I had an idea of a cocktail style, you know, is it really a, a real wedding? Is it too much of a giant party? Any of those things? However, I've been to cocktail weddings and they have done it so beautifully. And after having conversations with my wedding planner and showing me photos of ones I've done in the past, you can just you, it's just about the layout of it and just keeping the formalities of the flow of the mm. day from the ceremony to you know having roaming food to the speeches. It can be done. So I just would like to acknowledge that because it's definitely an option if you are wanting, you know, that beautiful look without the multi-multi-million dollar budget.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's nice that you touched on that. And there are so many different ways that you can save uh, with with all different types of vendors. You've had some examples, but... For photography, we get hit up often, you know, how can we save money and there's some things you can do is like reduce your coverage or you don't have to have two shooters, Mm -hmm. you can just have one shooter. Mm -hmm. We've had florists on here that have said, you know, maybe just focus on a signature piece rather than having the whole wedding. Style, yeah. there's so many different ways you can reduce costs, so and it is just having that transparent conversation with your vendors because yeah. they'll give you some ways that you can still have this beautiful wedding but just rein it in yeah. slightly,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, really yeah. good points. And yeah, in terms of lifestyle laws, have you and Ben made any shifts or changes to ensure that you
2: feel the best on your day? Do you know what? I think probably leading up, I think we're entering that stage now. I would say, because we're four months out of our wedding. But for the most part, Ben and I... my God, ben it's so I, soon. I know. <laughs> so, so exciting for you. Stop it, stop oh, it. So good. We've got the bachelorette in January. So I'm, oh. I'm, you know, starting to get the white outfits and starting to get the inspiration. Oh, so um, But I think Ben and I just share quite a love for a healthy lifestyle and kind of diet anyway. So I don't think in terms of that realm, there hasn't been any major kind of shifts in that we, you know, both love, you know, going to the gym or just spending time outdoors that there hasn't been any, you know, necessary yes. set date to do anything drastic. Yes. Um, I definitely think again, not to be, you know, bear of bad news. I think it's just the financial shift that we've just had to make and just kind of understanding that maybe we've had to pull back on our expenses just leading up to the wedding but not in any drastic way you know maybe just not going on a lavish holiday or anything over the summer because we are about to both have our hens and our bucks and our wedding day so it's more those types of changes than any kind of physical
0: ones and is anything in the process of planning has
2: anything really
0: surprised you throughout the journey
2: yeah I think there was two things that came to mind when I think of like being surprised I think the first one is I love always being surprised when I ask someone's advice or what they did for their wedding and the vast variations of weddings and being surprised about, you know, weddings are so personal and so unique to each and and every individual person that you. there is no right or wrong. And, like, I love from hearing the 400 people in Lake Como to an intimate dinner in a, you know, restaurant in the CBD to courthouse to the pub. And I just love hearing and being surprised about the different variations of a wedding. And Mm. I think that also solidifies there's no right or wrong. And I think the more you hear about the different variations, it allows you to be like, hang on, you honestly don't have to fit in a box and you don't have to kind of follow a checklist of what you need to do or not do for a wedding. Um, It's very liberating, I think, as well, to just be like, you know what, we're going to do it a little bit different and that's totally okay Obviously, there's always going to be a generation above you or two generations above you that might kind of give you a funny look when you say, oh, I'm having eight bridesmaids," <laughs> or, oh, yeah, we're probably, you know, or w- whatever it's going to be. How funny uh, is it? Yeah, or it's like it's we're cool. not
0: having a cake cutting. Yeah, in the they're cake's the like, big What? They're like, <laughs>
2: totally, there's not going to totally. be dessert.
0: What do you mean? It's yeah. like, no,
2: totally. we don't want to do oh. that. <laughs> I remember speaking to a girlfriend, and she—I was recently one of fourteen bridesmaids, and fourteen. She, yeah, she had wow girls walking down the aisle, and then I asked, "You know, is your partner is he having fourteen groomsmen?" And she said, "Laura, I could not care less about having an equal amount of a bridal party." And yeah. I just, I really, and speaking to her made me be like, "Hang on, why on earth would I care about those little small details?" And I just love like, you know, you even see it in the bridesmaids' dressings where it used to be everyone was in the same cut same yes. colour, where, you know, there's variations of that and it just and then the layout of the weddings and just everything just seems to be a little bit more open mm. and it's so much fun. Yes. And I think that's what I've definitely leaned in, being like, you know what? This may not be the most traditional way of doing it, but it's what Ben and I want and it's how we live our lives and it's a representation of who we are and our love. So, like, fuck it. Like, this is what we want to do. And then, then I think the second surprising thing is Ben and I actually changed venues halfway through the wedding planning. So we hadn't sent out invites, so we'd paid a deposit on a completely different venue. Ah. And I think what surprised me about that was, well, you don't choose a wedding venue, which you think is your dream venue, and then halfway through go, oh shit I actually don't think (laughs) this is the right one for us and you know Deb the wonderful woman who owns Mandalay Gardens in South Australia she was very gracious and gave us our deposit back which Mm. I think it was because we were still a good year a year and a half out that she was you know like okay it's fair you know I've got enough time and we had a very prime date of 2nd of March that that was easily going to get filled which you know it did but I think it surprised me in the sense that I chose that venue based on seeing some photos from someone I knew as a guest at a wedding day and it just looked fun and I booked this venue based on the aesthetic and the beautiful kind of venue however when the logistics came to planning it there wasn't a lot of accommodation around it because it was in rural it was in rural South Australia it was about an hour out of the cbd and there was a few scattered airbnbs but nowhere that all of our loved ones are flying in from interstate and we are having 160 people so you know when say a hundred of them do need accommodation that wasn't really that was becoming it's a bit tricky. of an issue yeah. yeah and even though it was hypothetically aesthetically beautiful and it would have been a fantastic wedding you know it was surrounded by rolling hills and gum trees and she had this green lush oasis of just beautiful hedges lit up with fairy lights and it was a dream and it really is it just wasn't right for us though in the setting of we are inviting everyone to come to you know south australia but you know having to get a shuttle bus from the cbd Mm. and sitting in the bus it just logistically yes logistically yeah we're putting money into making sure that our wedding runs smoothly and seamlessly and it's just not a hassle i think Ben and I, as a couple, we love to entertain and we love to just make things easy, I think is the best thing to say. And that wasn't logistically going to be the easiest option for us. So I kind of had this moment where I was like, you know what? I'm changing the venue. Mm. And so we ended up booking down, actually did a photo shoot at this man's house and I basically had to stalk him. I got his email address client <laughs> I was doing the photo shoot with and basically I wouldn't say begged, but borderline begged. He actually turned me down the first time I asked him if I could get married at his property, and then the second time of saying, you know, we'll bring the toilets, we'll bring the portaloos, wow. we'll bring the generators, we'll bring, you know, the kitchen. He did say yes. So, but this venue is five minutes from the beach at a very popular Airbnb holiday home area down in down the coast in south australia so that just made so much more sense for us also our guests are surrounding the days of the wedding they can go for a swim they can Mm. hang out the beach there's pubs on the water that just felt easier yeah but yes so that surprised me yeah Yeah. and And i I think
0: yeah also like when you are you do have that expectation of a lot of your guests traveling i guess in that sense of you do logistically kind of want it to be an easy flow yeah. of, of, of of events once they yeah. get Yes. to where they're supposed to be yeah. so totally totally
1: yeah. nice yeah. that you're thinking about your guests too yeah, because really nice. the that'll translate directly into the vibe that they're having on the exactly. day like lucy and i've seen weddings before that you know the ceremonies in our travel from the reception and sometimes you can't help it but that sort of stuff can really yeah. kill the vibe at weddings and so yeah you guys just yeah thinking about your guests is going to enhance their you experience know what? On the
2: i would say that's definitely where ben and i have put a lot of our kind of time and energy and budgeting into is I think the accessibility and just the seamlessness of the weekend it's great I Liz. think that's where we put value into you know we are you know from entertainment food and transport have been like our main three focuses just because again we've both been to weddings where you know there is no right or wrong but definitely it's been not seamless Mm. and it can kind of put a bit of a cloud or just a bit of anxiety or stress when it's not taken care of Mm. um and especially you know it's not lost on Ben and I that even though it's only a two-hour flight from Sydney that our guests are taking the time the energy to come to our to come to Adelaide and South Australia so I want them to feel like they're a guest of ours like it's almost like this thing of like, you know, you're coming to my home. Let me entertain you. You know, we're asking you to come, you know, you're already Mm. making that effort. Let us look after you. Let us feed you. Let us, you know, all of that kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's just, again, Ben and I, I think that's, I attribute those qualities of Ben and I's relationship to both of our parents. Both of our parents are very social. They love to host. They love to throw, you know, whether it be just beers on the beach to having people around their house for dinner, to I don't know what you know both Ben and I grew up in households where we'd always have the big birthday parties or whatever and I Mm. think that yeah definitely rubs off on Ben and I and who we are today as a couple we just love surrounding ourselves with our friends and making sure they feel yeah definitely yeah looked Looked after
0: after. yeah I think to summarize all of that too like that going back to having a long engagement it's like really just harness if you do have time, just harness that time to just really think about, you know, like the your morals when it comes to planning your wedding day and, yeah. you know, how that looks and don't rush into booking a venue because you've seen it on Instagram and it looks really yeah. good in, for those people because going back to what you said earlier, it's like really just thinking about what is important to you guys and what are, you know, your focus points and mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys have really gotten there in the time that you've had. So, it's, yeah, it's really great. Um yeah and in terms of without giving too much away obviously but in terms of your gown and finding that Mm. and all that experience do you have any advice for brides who are currently on the hunt for their gown and yeah
2: for sure i think the best thing to do is literally find some inspiration images find out what you do love don't love and then trying on physical dresses and understanding your body shape and what you feel sexiest and most beautiful in. I think I'm very fortunate that I've shot a lot of bridal photo shoots and campaigns and therefore I acknowledge and I'm aware of what suits my body and my look and what I feel best in purely from years of wearing wedding dresses. Mm. But having that experience and knowledge allowed me to go into my process and just have such a clear vision of what I want. So really if you haven't tried on any wedding dress before or only a few or, you know, whatnot, because you could screenshot an image from Instagram and be like, God, you know, she looks so beautiful. And then go try on that exact dress and be like, holy shit, I look like a cream puff or wait, this is not what I envisioned at all. So I definitely think going into, you know, I'm working with Kaya and Kaya, and they used to be called One Day Bridal. They are a very incredible boutique that allows women to feel their best they have a lot of shapes and they have a lot of mm. um different designs that does cater for whether it be your aesthetic your body shape and whatnot so definitely if I can re- recommend doing anything is popping into if you have access to a kaya store I know they've got one in Sydney and Melbourne and just going in and trying on different dresses and Mm. even if you don't go with a dress from that specific store at least you have an idea of what works and what doesn't work
0: yeah
2: and I yeah again I'm very fortunate in the sense that I have created a relationship with Kaya herself and she has been absolutely incredible so that's why I am recommending them you know as for future brides you know they are in the US but here in Australia specifically because I have had such a dreamy experience Mm. with them their women are kind and understanding but not only that they're fashion forward and again nothing is too out there and they do do bespoke custom dresses but equally what I love about Kaya is they have you can get separate tops and separate skirts and combine the two and really kind of you know, you might be like, oh, I love the top and the corset of that or I love the sleeves of that but the skirt of that. And I just think that's a really fun process as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely just try try some things on and see what works best for you. Yeah, I think you summarised
0: it perfectly at the start when you said pick something that makes you feel beautiful and you're sexiest yeah. because that's the aim of the game at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah.
2: and I'd say just taking your mum as well instead of taking you all your bridesmaids, mm. like maybe on the second or third, I just think for the first one, You're actually getting down to the nitty-gritty and you're being like, okay, right, we need to try these on. I don't need a million opinions. Obviously, if you get it down to two or three or if it's your second appointment where you're doing like tailoring or whatnot, I don't know what everyone's journey is, but then that way your girlfriends can then give their opinions to maybe just the slighter things or the fit or the styling to add a necklace or the veil, but I definitely think kind of blocking out those other opinions and just staying true to what you want because everyone has a different opinion and style as well well
1: thanks so much for coming on today and i love how honest and candid you've been because you on this podcast we love just cutting the bullshit and getting to the to the honest honest things and you've definitely given that so thank you yeah i love it and just lastly we would love to know just if you have any advice for future couples in the midst of planning their wedding day
2: oh, this is so cliche, but just enjoy it Like at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. What it, What's worth, you know, stressing or even arguing about and importantly hearing each other out, you know, as a partner, you're creating this wedding based on your love and your relationship and your friendship with one another and just going into it. And if one of you has, you know, an opinion on a different song or to, to do the first dance or the different flowers or the table setting, just acknowledge and hear each other out. Mm-hmm. I think that's just like so much easier to just let like, you know what, I'll, I'll listen, even though we may not go with that or, you know, compromise is important, just to hear each other out and have fun with it. Keep it sexy. Go on a dinner date. Take, you know, get your phone out and write a list or pen and paper and write down guest list or what are your goals for the wedding and just make it fun. It's not meant to be daunting. It's meant to be really, really Exciting, yeah, and just to keep reminding yourself of that because, yeah, it's a bloody fun time, and honestly, it's too fucking expensive to not enjoy it. So, yes,
1: really. Well, yeah. we're keen that, to I'm get gonna you put on that in quotation yeah. marks
0: as the headline. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. We're keen to get you on for us uh, for part two because yeah. I yeah, can't wait to hear. I was at photos. a wedding that Ben did the best man speech, and he absolutely nailed he, it. So, I'm pretty keen to hear how he goes maybe we can use a little snippet
0: yeah I also (laughs) want to give Benny a shout out because he's the man he's such a good dude I mean you're you're amazing too Lawsy you guys are a really really cool duo and I just loved how really fun that interview was and how light you guys are keeping it it's not to say that you're not having your challenges and that there's not speed bumps but it's like you've just you've brought it back to you too which is I think the core message here which is beautiful I love that
2: no totally and I think you know and nothing nothing is without any speed bumps but I think it's just not that deep and I think if there's anything that anyone listening can take away from my processes it's just not that deep it's Mm. your beautiful wedding day if you are having multiple speed bumps just take it back Mm. you know it's not that stressful. Yeah. well thank you for having me it's been such a pleasure oh, oh my god it's <laughs>
0: gonna be so exciting to hear how yeah, it all goes laws um, oh, i just I can't it. wait to see you as a bride because oh you stop it fucking shine it. i can't wait
2: no i cannot wait You're yeah right. i can't wait to be back well thank you guys